Thanks for tuning in to the Crew at UGA podcast. We are so glad to have you with us. Crew exists to call students to know God, grow in their faith, and go to the world. If you would like to get more connected with Crew at UGA, or if we can help you in any way at all, go to the show notes and click on the link, or follow us on Instagram at Crew at UGA. All right, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Crew at UGA podcast. I'm Kyler, a staff member with Crew, and with me again today is Alan. Hi, everybody. Glad to be back. Yet another week. I know this is the highlight of your week. <laughs> Looking forward to the drop That's of the right. Crew at UGA podcast. Yeah. Kyler and I are very privileged and honored that we can meet this need as being the highlight of your week. <laughs> yes. And even if that's not the case, it's still okay. We're having fun. But Alan, we are already in the middle of October, which is so crazy to think about, right? Yeah. Man, I just feel like it was yesterday that we were getting rolling with like the first week of freshmen coming to campus. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, maybe, Alan, as you reflect back on the semester so far, what's been a highlight? What's maybe been an encouraging thing about uh, ministry this semester? That's, that's a fine question. And honestly, for me, I would have to say... It is just talking with students who understand and are still going about the idea of making disciples. Mm. You know, we are a disciple-making ministry here at Crew. That's just, it's just kind of our DNA. It's who we are. We're no, grow, go. We want to know the Lord deeply. We want to see discipleship and growth happen. We want to multiply our lives into other people. And so we've always been that way. But in, during COVID, in this particular period, you even more... Mm -hmm. are forced toward that. And I just feel like, you know, we all have the tendency to kind of rely on, I don't know, the Christian structure to do it for us. Mm -hmm. We want to reach out to somebody. We're kind of, well, come to church with me or come to my weekly meeting with me or something like that. And I'll just take you somewhere and the professionals will do it or something. But of course now, that's not really an option. Right. And so I love watching our crew students that I have talked to still be so excited about going about being disciple makers, leading small groups, discipling people, reaching out in various places on campus. And I feel like if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't even know it's happening, but the Lord knows it's happening. Mm -hmm. But because there's no big meeting, maybe it's not so visible. Right. But I'm excited it's still happening. And as I've talked to students, that just got me fired up. That, that so many students are just leading and living out what we're talking about week by week, you know, here on the podcast and other places. Right. So kudos to you, crew at UGA mm. students. We yeah. love you guys. You're doing awesome. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with all that. Like, it's been so cool just hearing the stories of, of people still getting after it, you know, and even though the their normal ways of doing things have been disrupted, like all of ours have, like they're still going about making disciples, which is super awesome. Yeah. So we love you, crew UGA students. That's right. Yeah. We tender moment, do. tender podcast moment right there. That's if you need right. to rewind it and feel it again, go right ahead. We'll wait <laughs> we on We love you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. So since the start of the semester on the podcast, we have been exploring three components of our mission statement. So if you've been faithfully listening, we really hope that you feel more part of crew and we really hope that you will continue to run with us um, and in your time in college. But Alan, where are we going with the podcast for the rest of the semester? Right. So we finished our opening series on No Grow Go. And if you've been around crew for a while, those of you who are upperclassmen, you probably know we kind of have a pattern we typically fall into every semester where we kind of start the semester 
talking about felt needs, topics, things that are important in the day, maybe introductory things for new students and those who haven't been with us, kind of introducing who we are. But then kind of the second half of the semester, things get busy. And what we do is we kind of default into something we love, which is we just want to go dwell in the Bible. And so we're just going to open up a book of the Bible and start going through it with the idea that we just want to be receivers. We want to open the Bible, let it speak to us, tell us what it has to say, and just kind of feed ourselves on it. And that's what we're going to do again this semester. Mm -hmm. So starting next week, we're going to go into the book of Acts. And we're going to just see what the story of Acts has to say to us, talk about the birth of the early church, talk about what God was doing in history. And um, it's going to be a really cool thing to do that. And also, I know that during this COVID season, Structure and discipline has been hard for some. I think we all feel that right. a little bit. It's just so unstructured because maybe we don't have that small group or that big meeting or that going to church every Sunday and we're streaming everything. And it just feels like mm-hmm. all my whole life is spent on my couch yeah. with my computer. And if that's you, what we would like to do with the series is maybe help a little bit mm-hmm. with that structure. And so as we do acts, we're going to do it kind of chronologically, and we're not going to hit every single story in Acts, but because we're going to do it from beginning to end, we're going to have a reading plan that goes along with it. And so in the show notes of the podcast, we're going to put this week's chapters, and you can read ahead and kind of be ready for the message that week. And we'll read a few chapters a week like that. And so maybe that would give you a little more structure to follow along with if you're that person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about that because, yeah, I mean, Acts is 28 chapters, and so we're not going to be able to talk all about the book of Acts and the podcast, but I think through the reading plan, uh, we as crew can just go through it together and hopefully God really speak to us as a body together as we go through Acts. Yeah. And so I'm excited for that. Right. And so like Alan said, that first episode is going to drop on October 20th. Uh, but for today, we're going to talk about prayer. Isn't that right, Alan? Yeah, we're going to talk about prayer. We could have just dived right into Acts. Yeah. Um, and that would have been fine. But we decided we wanted to do this just for one week. For a couple of reasons. Number one, in crew, we do believe that prayer is crucially vital to what we do and who God calls us to be. And for No Grow Go to even start to be a reality for us, prayer has to be woven into that. Now, when I say prayer is important to us, we all understand it's not prayer itself that is some magical activity. Prayer has power because the God who hears the prayer has power. It's not the prayer itself that does it, but it's the God who hears those prayers. Mm. When we pray and say we value prayer, what we're saying is we trust in the Lord. We see the need for God to attend to us. Mm -hmm. And prayer is a way that teaches us dependence on Him and surrender to Him. Mm -hmm. And we want to practice that with our eyes on the Lord. So as we talk about prayer, what we're really talking about is the mighty power of the Lord and having access to it and seeking that. Absolutely. Kyler's definitely going to talk about that. But we also have something coming up, you know, and um, as we as we continue to go through this semester and being creative in different ways, we can engage with each other in these COVID times. We actually have a prayer week scheduled for next week. So October 19th through the 22nd, Monday through Thursday, we are going to have opportunities for both individual and gathered prayer and towards the end of the episode, we're going to talk more about that week and the actual activities in detail. And so, But you're going to introduce that for us today and kind of get us in the mindset of prayer and why we think it's so important. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and so, so, yes, today my hope is that 
as we talk together about prayer, um, that everyone listening um, will be excited about what we hope God will do. That as we we pray to God, who has ultimate power and authority and and ability to listen to our prayers um, and make things happen, um, we hope that this episode will be an encouragement um, and excite us for that. But first, before I point us to prayer or talk more about prayer, I do want to go back a little bit to last week's episode and explain a little bit more things there. And at first, if you're listening, you may not understand how last week's episode and things I talk about fit into prayer, but if you'll stick with me, hopefully you'll see how it will all tie together. All right, so now, Alan, in our last episode, last week on Go, you briefly mentioned an idea. You mentioned that we are currently living in a very crucial time in history, right? This time is in the middle of Jesus' first coming and his anticipated second coming. And you said that this is the era of the kingdom of God. And you talked last week about how we as believers, we've been invited into this kingdom and that we've been given opportunities to invite others into this kingdom which is just super amazing that we get to be a part of both. But with all this talk about kingdom, what exactly is it? So what is the kingdom of God? What is it all about? And so the truth is, there are a lot of ways we could talk about the kingdom of God. But today, I just want to use a quote from an Australian theologian named Graham Goldsworthy. And so in this quote, he defines the kingdom as this. He says, The kingdom of God is God's people in God's place, under God's rule and blessing. I think that's a great quote. And and I think with it comes the idea of really what the Bible is all about. You see, the story of the Bible tells about God's kingdom. It tells of God's invitation to have people be a part of his kingdom. And it tells us what his kingdom is like. And it tells us the exact nature of his kindly rule and his authority And it tells all about the blessing that it is to be a part of his kingdom. But if you're listening and you're familiar with your Bible, you know the story. The very people God intended to be a part of his kingdom, they rebelled against him. They wanted their own way of doing things. And in a sense, they wanted to control their own little kingdoms. And so God's original pattern for the kingdom needed to be restored. And so now we're fast forwarding to Jesus in the New Testament. Jesus talks a lot about the kingdom of God too. The Gospels say that that Jesus went around teaching and proclaiming the gospel or the good news of the kingdom of God. And when he was teaching, he said things like, Behold, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And what's cool is not only would Jesus teach about the kingdom, Jesus was the one that would bring ultimate restoration to God's kingdom. And you see, that idea, that's what the gospel is all about. The gospel is the good news that through the life, death, resurrection, and enthronement of Jesus as King, and through the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit, the Father is reconciling to himself sinners who repent and believe, thus establishing his long-promised kingdom. And what's going to happen one day is that God's kingdom will finally be restored in all of creation. And so in other words, Jesus makes a way for us to become God's people, to live forever in his kingdom under his ultimate rule and blessing. But even though this kingdom has already been restored by Jesus, we know that not all is right in the world. I mean, even right now as Jesus, as he sits on his throne as king, you know, we can still look around and see that life just still doesn't reflect the fullness of God's kingdom. 
Well, many Christian thinkers call this the already but not yet reality. And so, Alan, you've heard of this, right? Yeah, I have. Actually, if you take seminary classes, you hear about this a lot. Yeah. So, Alan, uh, why don't you uh, explain this a little bit more? What is this already but not yet concept of God's kingdom? So the already but not yet, this kind of colloquial term that a lot of theologians like to use, is simply the statement that with the coming of Jesus, the kingdom of God has begun. It has been ushered in. Mm -hmm. However, it has not been fully consummated and won't be until Jesus' second coming, mm-hmm. hence that period of time that's so crucial we talk about. And then we call this time between the first and second coming the already but not yet. And so Jesus, for instance, in Matthew twelve twenty eight, when they accuse him of driving out demons by the power of Satan, he says, no, I drive them out by the power of the Spirit of God. And he says, but if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. I mean, Jesus directly says, Mm -hmm. the kingdom of God is here now in me. I brought it. I started it. He has ushered it in. But obviously we still live in a period of time in which even though that kingdom is at work, it has not been fully consummated. We don't see Jesus sitting on the throne, although he is. He has not come and completely done away with all evil. Mm -hmm. And so we wait for that. The kingdom is already here, but not yet fully consummated. That's kind of the point of the term. Yeah. And that's where we live. That's what we're in right now. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, as Christians, this already but not yet reality can be very challenging for us. You know, we know and trust that God's kingdom is good, and it is the way things ought to be. And we as Christians right now can see and experience glimpses of God's kingdom right now in our day-to-day life. But we also long for his kingdom to be more realized. And eventually, we long for the day that God's kingdom will completely be fulfilled with the new heavens and the new earth. But in the meantime of all this, as we wait, God invites us to participate in building his kingdom. As followers of Jesus, he lets us be a part of living out and reflecting his kingdom here on earth. And we get to do this by a ton of ways. We participate in this through our work and in our recreation. We participate by loving and serving others. We participate by sharing the gospel with people and inviting them to be a part of the kingdom. You know, there's so many different ways that we participate in this. But one central way to participate in building God's kingdom is through prayer. So in short, prayer is just really how we talk to God. Through prayer, we get to have a conversation with the king of the universe. Like That's Alan a pretty talked. cool thought, right? It is. <laughs> and the fact that he listens is just amazing. Yeah. Every time we pray, God hears us. And it's not out of reluctance that he hears us. It's out of delight. God loves it when we talk to him. And to go even further, God not only hears us, but he also loves to respond and to act to our prayers. That's an amazing thing. It is an amazing thought, but that's really God's heart and attitude toward us when it comes to prayer. Yeah. And so Jesus, he, he taught about this uh, in his ministry. He said in Matthew, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. This is nuts. I mean, it really is just so nuts that that the fact that God first wants me to ask things from him, but also that he wants to respond and he wants to give what we're asking for. Mm -hmm. And obviously this maybe goes without saying, but I'll say it. 
all this is based on God's ultimate will for my life and for, you know, what he has for me. And, you know, as we remember the definition of kingdom, God is king. I am simply under his rule and his blessing. But still, it's just super cool that God would invite me, invite us, to talk to him through prayer. Yeah, it is amazing the promise he makes in that Matthew passage and just how forthright it is. He says, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. In other words, there's this idea of invitation, mm-hmm. saying, don't be reluctant. Come to me. This is how I'm glorified as you seek me. I just think that's such a, it's such a wide open invitation. We tend to just kind of mitigate it right. and say, oh, well, it can't be that strong. I mean, we're supposed to pray, and when we pray, sometimes things happen. But we miss the heart of God in wanting us to come to him. But he really does say, come, ask, seek, knock, it will be given. This is his heart towards us. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. It's really amazing. And so so what does prayer and this conversation on prayer then have to do with all this kingdom talk that I prepared earlier? Right, tie it all together for Let's us. Let's do it. Let's tie the bow. <laughs> so here it is. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, in Matthew 6, he included this line in the prayer. You ready? Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There it is. Now, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're familiar with that prayer, um, the Lord's Prayer. But I think it's amazing that when we think about the kingdom, Jesus is telling his disciples to ask for God's kingdom to come. Hmm. He's telling his disciples that a way for them to participate in building God's kingdom here on earth is for them to cry out and ask for God to ask do it. Ask for it, yeah. Your That's so amazing. Come. That's right. Yeah, and so there's so many ways we can participate in this, like I said, but prayer, Jesus is saying, ask for this. Ask for God's kingdom to come. You know, Alan, if I'm honest, I used to always believe that prayer was just something to throw on at the end of things, especially in ministry. You know, I would think the doing of crew and the commitment to No Grow Grow and our meetings and our big events were really the only ways I could participate in building God's kingdom. I really thought that. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, I would pray about these things, but the reality is I would just pray as like a backup or I would just add prayer to the end to make me sound spiritual. But that's just so wrong. Hmm. Prayer is the work. Prayer to the Almighty God changes things. And in response to prayer, God ushers in his kingdom in ways that I will never fully see or comprehend, but in ways that I know are true because I'm praying to him. And for this reason, that's why prayer must be embedded in every single thing we do in crew, in every Bible study, in every time we share our faith, in every event we do, prayer must be central throughout all of them. Because in crew, if we actually do want to see God's kingdom be built at UGA, if we actually do want to see our friends and our classmates become God's people who will live now and forever under his rule and his blessing, then we must ask God to do it through prayer. And so, Alan, let's dream a little bit about this. What do you think this could look like? What could happen if we and crew prayed every day to the God, the King of the universe, Lord, your kingdom come? What would happen to Athens? What would happen to our campus? What do you think would happen to us as we prayed this? What yeah, do you think? That's just a great thought to meditate on. Is If God says that we should pray, if Jesus himself instructed us to start our prayers with, let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, I just feel like that's 
such a picture of what God longs to do. If God's kingdom came, mm. I think I heard somebody talking about this once, about God's kingdom is creation whole again. Mm. And when As we pray that God's kingdom will come, we're basically praying, Lord, make our world more whole. Mm. Bring wholeness, bring completion, bring wholeness and health where there's brokenness. And I just start to imagine the different ways that that would look. So one of the things that I think of when I think about the world being made more whole in this kingdom of God has to do with the racism sin that we talked about a few weeks ago, which is still so woven into our society and who we are and our patterns. And what would it look like if the kingdom of God came and there was such a change in our campus community, in our city, that you had people of color that were waking up in the morning and not even thinking twice about whether they would be treated with love and respect. What if we saw opportunities completely open for everyone and mm-hmm. people didn't have to worry about bias and prejudice and bigotry and things like that? Obviously, that takes a move of God. Absolutely, That's not going to happen just with a political reform here and there or a protest. Right. God has to change hearts, has to change our whole society. So when I think of that, I think kingdom of God, come on earth like it is in heaven. Another thing I think of is if you do a little reading, one of the things you find out is the number one reported malady or sickness or complaint that is reported at university clinics and health systems across the country is anxiety. Students Mm. are constantly under this psychological pressure and anxiety in this generation that I think is debilitating for a lot of people. Can you imagine if that just dried up, if university health centers weren't prescribing as their number one prescription psychiatric drugs um, or antidepressants? I just feel like what a sea change that would be Mm. in the lives of our community. Um, I think about what would it be like to see revival and awakening happen if the kingdom of God was coming, to walk across campus and to hear students sitting in a group talking about things such as, do you think there's really a God? Or, I do have a sense of my sin, but I don't know what to do about it. Or, every time I look at creation, I just get this idea there's something more than us. That these spiritual conversations would be happening because there was this awareness that there's more to life. Um, I just think those are the kinds of things as the kingdom of God come, these broken things become whole. Now, that excites me. I yeah. look around at a hurting world. I want it to be whole again. Yeah. That's what the kingdom of God looks like to me. What about to you? Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's so awesome. And, and I, I resonate with so much of that. And, you know, I think, you know, in, in my specific context of crew ministry, you know, I work with our Greek guys. Um, and I hear stories that they tell me of, of just what Greek life is like and, you know, the brokenness in some of their fraternities. And, and I just see the kingdom of God. What if there was a Bible study? in every fraternity house on campus, every Greek house, where brothers and sisters were, were talking about God and praying together um, and then going out and, and, and reaching others. You know, what if that was happening? It already is happening, but what if it was happening even more as the kingdom of God came to Athens? I think that would be an amazing picture of, of what we can ask God for mm-hmm. in this prayer. Yeah. Now, to everybody listening, I encourage you to maybe ask yourself that question. What if? Like, what could this look like in your life and in your ministry and in the circles that you run in here at UGA? What if God's kingdom would come here on earth as is in heaven? What do you think that could look like? 
So now as we close this episode, all of this brings us to our crew-wide prayer week. You know, like Alan mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we're going to have a week where we as crew want to commit to pray together. We want to pray for each other, and we want to pray for our campus and for our community. And so right now, I'm going to spend a little bit of time just telling you all what we're going to be doing that week. And so the first thing is Monday, which is October 19th. We're going to organize a prayer walk for students to all come to. And so to everyone that's free, we're all going to meet at one time in one location, and we're going to break off in twos and threes, and we're going to pray together. And we're going to pray for God to build his kingdom and call more people to know him at our campus. Now, the second thing we're going to do is going to be on Tuesday, October 20th, and we're going to have a 12-hour prayer chain sign-up. And so this will be 30-minute slots that you can sign up for, and we're going to give you some more details on maybe what you can pray for during that time. And the idea with this is that if you're able to, we encourage you to meet up with a friend or someone in your small group for y'all to pray together. You know, use that 30 minutes to pray with and pray for one another. The third thing is Wednesday, October 21st, we're going to devote time to pray for the nations. You know, this can be on your own, or it can be with other people, or it can be with your small group if you meet that night. You know, we want to pray that God will build his kingdom all over the world. And we want to pray that unreached people will come to saving faith in Jesus. And then the last thing we're going to do to end out the week on that Thursday, October 22nd, we're going to do a gathered worship and prayer night. And so this is going to be a time for us to come together once again and pray that God would move in our lives and move on campus. But with this event, space and capacity will be limited. And so the way this is going to work is we're going to send out a sign-up link for that event, but the first 30 people who sign up will be allowed to come. And so no more than 30 people will be able to be there. And so once that link goes out, you want to go ahead and sign up immediately. You don't want to miss that prayer night. And so again, this is just a preview of our prayer week, and we're going to send out all the details of locations and times and whatnot through the crew at UGA email next week. And then we're also going to post about it on our website and then through our social media. And so be on the lookout for that. And we would love for everyone to be a part of that prayer week with us. So we do think this is an important thing. We're not just scheduling a prayer week because we need to fill weeks with crew activities. But we really do think this is part of who we are, just like no, grow, go is part of who we are. It's not about human effort in doing ministry, but it's about seeking the Lord whose kingdom we live in. And we want to see him come and do greater things. We want to see his name glorified. Basically, we want to see worship happening where worship is not happening. We want to see a broken world made more whole. And prayer is a big part of the heart of that. And so that excites us to do things like a prayer week and to have worship nights and different things like that. So I hope a lot of you, if you're UGA students and you're listening, will want to participate in it and be a part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so as we wrap up this talk, um, I want to throw a couple applications uh, towards our listeners uh, that maybe we can all do together. And so the first is join us on the prayer week. Uh, make that, if you can, make that a part of your schedule and, and come to the things that, that we're offering and, and make a commitment to pray with one another. The second thing is, Pray for God's kingdom to come every day for a week. And as you pray that, just see how God answers it. Ask that he would show you how he answers that prayer um, throughout your week. And so those are two applications that if we all did together, hopefully we will see God do a lot of amazing things here at UGA, but also around the world. That's right. So 
I'm excited. Me too. That's great. Thanks for that perspective, Kyler.